0: Hi, friend. Welcome back. I'm A.D. Tilford, and this is the 8,000 Promises Podcast. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this 15th episode of this series about my post-sabbatical reflections. When I decided to pursue this series of reflections about my personal sabbatical, I mapped out the content. I wanted to try to publish every day for six weeks, and even though I had considered that two of the weeks involved included the week of Christmas and the week of New Year's, and that I was re entering this space after three months of being on a complete break from all creative endeavors, and that one of my children had a birthday and they both would be off of school for two weeks, I wasn't too worried because I had a solid content plan. I was hoping for the first four weeks to cover four words from my sabbatical time. Reflect, recover, rest, and rejoice. Well, today, this Friday, marks the final day of week three, and the word rest, which, if you've been listening, you know has transformed into rest, laying down advocacy and receiving. And perhaps it is timely that on the final day of the week originally dedicated to rest, I felt completely certain that I need to make a big change. My family has been battling three different illnesses over the last week. Yesterday, in the midst of caring for my sick child who had a nasty stomach bug, if you know, you know, I was still thinking about all that I wanted to get accomplished for the podcast and Christmas and the preparation for a special trip with my 10-year-old And I realized that getting an episode a day published for the next two weeks would be doable, but it would come at the expense of my entire holiday season. And what would that prove? Mostly that I had learned nothing from my sabbatical. And so throughout the day yesterday, my goals shifted. First, I thought, okay, I will just get two episodes written, recorded, and published for the week of Christmas and the week of New Year's before school is out Thursday. But as my daughter's sickness increased rather than decreased, it became clear that even that was too lofty a goal if I wanted to create the kind of space that makes holiday time restful and wonderful and memorable. So about 11 p.m. last night, with tears in my eyes, I realized I was doing this to myself. I'm allowed to change my plans even if it feels like a little bit of failure. But failure is okay. It's where we learn limits and potential and how to live guided by love. Pressing on and dedicating all my free time and energy toward podcast episodes is not the most loving decision for the people right in front of me, or even for myself. So, friend, today will be my final episode of 2023. I want to end with some stories that tell you a little bit about my journey with the word rejoice, that final word that I had originally mapped out. On Sunday, my beloved Sam felt sick enough to stay in bed the entire day. So I finished making my chili for the first Presbyterian chili cook-off. It was the same chili I made last year, and it's the only chili my children will eat. I entered that contest knowing that it probably wouldn't win, but feeling good about the champion meal it is in my home. And then Mia volunteered to judge. So I helped her get 12 little cups of chili arranged on her plate, and I watched this child, who is often unwilling to try any new foods, taste 12 different chilies. And I watched her put the number for my chili in the judge's pick it was so endearing she and her buddy turned in their sheets to Tom our pastor, the MC of the night's festivities and then I enjoyed the remains of her chili cups while she scooped herself another full helping of my chili which I had titled Campfire Delight I'll put the recipe in the show notes in case you want to try to make it as the night wrapped up Tom announced the winners hottest chili went to Eric the guy who always makes a hot and delicious chili in fact his was in the running for crowd favorite too the crowd's choice went to Rebecca whose awesome sons had double checked all of the counting to make sure that the crowd knew truly who won the award there was a surprise award for cutest Grandchild in attendance that went to eight-month old Reagan, who humbly tilted her tiny head in just such a way that elicited "Ah" from the entire crowd. It's almost as if Reagan knows how cute she is, and then the surprise of the night Judges pick for best chili camp fire delight what. I won! My girls were thrilled. Mia's best friend, who was part of the judges panel, made sure I knew she did not pick my chili. I was wondering how fair it was to have two strong connections on the judge committee. I walked away with a really beautiful chili spoon and a potholder and a certificate that identifies me as a chili cook-off champion. It might be hanging on my wall as we speak. I can't say that it's ever been a dream of mine to get that award. I can say that I love to win things. I can't say I made that chili this year with any intent other than making sure my kids had something they would eat at this party. I can say it sure was fun to see them beaming because last year there were hopes of winning and they were dashed when our same chili took home no awards. This experience kind of lines up with some of my big learnings around rejoicing and celebration from sabbatical. I had a few experiences that I thought were worthy of celebration, and I worked to create parties for them. But as sometimes happens, those parties didn't take place because of uncontrollable circumstances, mostly the weather. I remember telling Sam, maybe I'm trying to celebrate the wrong things. It wasn't until my final reflection harvest in which I spent time thinking about the entire three months of sabbatical that I realized I had been celebrating every single day of my sabbatical. One of my spiritual practices was to record my daily delights at the end of every day. This is a little different from a gratitude list. Yes, many things I recorded, I could also say I was thankful for, But this daily list was a generation of the daily encounters, noticings, and experiences for which I felt even a twinge of delight. Many of them were small, ordinary moments, things that happen every day, things I hadn't necessarily ever really been paying attention to. As I reflected, I noticed a journal entry in which I wrote down a quote from Sarah Wenger-Schenk, Celebration is the honoring of that which we hold most dear. Celebration is delighting in that which tells us who we are. Celebration is taking the time to cherish each other. Celebration is returning with open arms and thankful hearts to our maker. As I reflected, something clicked into place. My daily delights were evidence of ordinary celebration. Every night for three months, I wrote down stories, moments, and images of my sweet daughters, my husband, my friends, and my community. In those recorded moments, I discovered a pattern of what I hold most dear, who I am, cherished loves, and a thankful heart for my maker. I learned that celebration does not have to look like a party in the traditional sense. Even though I love parties in the traditional sense, we can celebrate every day in ordinary ways. Christmas is just a few days away. The story of Jesus' birth lends insight to celebrations of great magnitude. There are angels and shepherds and also celebrations of daily delight. Think a new mother holding her swaddled babe. As I wrap up for 2023, I want to say thank you for being here and supporting this podcast. You can get my Harvest Reflection step by step guide by clicking the link in the show notes as my end of year gift to you. I'll be back with episodes the week of January 8th to wrap up this post sabbatical series and to introduce you to the new format of the 8000 Promises podcast for 2024. For now, I would like to leave you with a Christmas and a New Year's blessing. Dear one, may this Christmas season be filled with delight. May tiny moments of joy linger in your mind like a sugar plum dance. May you honor what you hold most dear with the simple act of noticing it. May you find moments to live slow and to let yourself be captivated by the things that tell you more about your beautiful self. May you take the time to cherish the person standing in front of you, in your bedroom, in your kitchen, in your mirror, or even in the grocery store aisle. And may you fall asleep tonight and each night this season with your mind bundled by memories of good and lovely moments found in the day you just lived. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, dear friend. May awesome things happen for you today.